Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. designed to help you fall asleep. Find us on snoozecast.com and follow us on social media and wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy our show, please write us a review on the podcast app. Also, share us with a friend. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Whirling Dervishes. Tonight, by Patreon supporter request, We'll read the next part to the story, The Talking Bird, The Singing Tree, and The Golden Water, from 1001 Nights, also known as the Arabian Nights. 1001 Nights is a collection of Middle Eastern folk tales compiled in Arabic during the Islamic Golden Age, which ran from the 8th to the 14th centuries. Some tales themselves trace their roots back to ancient and medieval Arabic, Persian, Greek, Indian, Jewish, and Turkish folklore and literature. What's common throughout all the editions of the Knights is the initial frame story of the ruler and his wife, and the framing device incorporated throughout the tales themselves. The stories proceed from this original tale, Some are framed within other tales, while others begin and end of their own accord. Some editions contain only a few hundred nights, while others include 1,001 or more. In the first part of the story, we meet the Persian emperor Khosrushcha. We also meet three sisters, one who becomes the emperor's queen, and the other two who become jealous of the queen. So when she gives birth to two sons and a daughter, the sisters secretly steal and abandon each baby. The royal babies are all found by the emperor's gardener and raised as his own.
cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. considered with himself and, reflecting that it was unjust to condemn the queen to death for what had happened, said, Let her live then. I will spare her life, but it shall be on this condition that she shall desire to die more than once every day. Let a wooden shed be built for her at the gate of the principal mosque with iron bars to the windows and let her be put into it in the coarsest clothes. And every Muslim that shall go into the mosque to prayers shall heap scorn upon her. If anyone fail, I will have him exposed to the same punishment. And that I may be punctually obeyed, I charge you, vizier, to appoint persons to see this done. The emperor pronounced his sentence in such a tone that the grand vizier durst not further remonstrate, and it was executed to the great satisfaction of the two envious sisters. A shed was built, and the queen, truly worthy of compassion, was put into it and exposed disgracefully to the contempt of the people which usage she bore with a patient resignation that excited the compassion of those who were discriminating and judged of things better than the vulgar. The two princes and the princess were, in the meantime, nursed and brought up by the intendant of the gardens and his wife with the tenderness of a father and mother and as they advanced in age, they all showed marks of superior dignity, which discovered itself every day by a certain air which could only belong to exalted birth. All this increased the affections of the intendant and his wife, who called the eldest prince Bauman and the second Pervise both of them names of the most ancient emperors of Persia, and the princess, Periazade, which name also had been borne by several queens and princesses of the kingdom. As soon as the two princes were old enough, the intendant provided proper masters to teach them to read and write, and the princess, their sister, who was often with them, showing a great desire to learn, the intendant, pleased with her quickness, employed the same master.